1: Check out monorail.com, America's affordable investment app, made for conservatives who want to keep their hard-earned money with companies that share their value. Download the Monorail app today, join Monorail. Well, hello everybody, I'm Dennis Prager, and I am honored to be with you and in the, and in your life. I have a very, very large question. Why would you trust the people known as experts who so damaged the world during COVID with the lockdowns, with keeping children out of school, with mandating vaccinations for no reason other than to exercise power and because of panic, kicking people out of being pilots, being in the armed forces, at work, they misled us completely. They damaged us terribly. These are the same experts that are damaging the world in the name, not of something happening, but of something that models project might happen. Great damage from climate change induced by human beings. At a given point of damage, doesn't someone or some group lose credibility? Apparently not. The worship of experts is more robust in America today and in the West today than the worship of God. Or as I have often put it, experts say is today's equivalent of the biblical, thus saith the Lord. Why didn't they lose credibility? The same people that have so guided us down a terrible path are doing it in the global warming arena. And the same people who said... No, th- this, is, this is not science. This is just terrible control of society. Or as I put it, in 2020, a dress rehearsal for a police state are opposed to this dress rehearsal for a police state. The damage that the, 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 the latest panic mongers, the latest experts are doing uh, is uh, is daily in the news. I'd like you to hear this one. Where is this from? NBC Los Angeles, not known for being conservative. Chinatown restaurant receives a $13,000 gas bill. Hup Wu restaurant in Chinatown received a bill surpassing $13,000. Judy Chen, whose family has owned the Hop Wu restaurant in Chinatown for 30 years, became very emotional as she spoke to NBC4 about how this bill could be the reason she closes a business she's had for decades. Chen says she and her husband ran it together, but he recently passed away, so now she does it all alone. She's afraid she'll have to close the business down because of massively high gas bills she is receiving from SoCal, that's Southern California, gas. Did you get a gas bill in your house? Are you aware of what you're paying just for your condo? Is it very high?
0: Well, it's it's definitely much, much
1: higher. Much higher than in the past? Just this past month?
0: Yeah.
1: I guess me too. I don't pay my bills. It's uh, one of my secrets to a happy life is that I don't think about money. Even when I had very little, I didn't think about money. Maybe I should have. I'm not saying that it's the way to live, but that's my nature. Anyway, she. so yes, so it's probably double. It's double for her. The bill is usually between five and six thousand dollars. She doesn't know if she can afford the latest bill Last month, SoCal gas issued a notice to consumers saying there is no easy way to put this put this January bills are likely to be shockingly high. It is completely induced by environmentalists the most one of the most rotten groups in modern society sick people bored rich people who need a sense of purpose in life, and saving the world from extinction is about as great a purpose as you can have. Al Gore and these other crackpots have been saving the world since 1990 at least. Every 12 years we're warned it's too late if we don't do anything, and we uh, do almost nothing except ruin people's lives, and then the 12 years passed, and basically nothing happened, and environmentalists keep flying their private jets, like Al Gore, and I, I have something on that, by the way. The the amount of carbon dioxide emitted by these wealthy environmentalists with their private planes it is exactly like Newsom eating in a restaurant when he closed down restaurants in California. It's a combination of arrogance. We we can control your lives, but not by the same rules that we have to live by, and that deep down they really don't believe it. it. But you know how exciting it must be to go to an international environmentalist conference in Switzerland? I'm not kidding. It's exciting. You feel important. The press kowtows to you. You, hear, you meet kindred Crackpots from all over the world. And it's it's very satisfying life. But people used to derive meaning from friends, church, family. That is so boring to the affluent. It is so boring. Remember my equation, secularism plus affluence equals boredom and boredom leads always to very bad things, like environmentalism. We all care about the environment, but environmentalists don't care about the environment. Environmentalists care about control. Environmentalism is leftism with a green core as opposed to a red core. The the utility partially blamed an unprecedented cold snap across the nation. No, the reason is that this regime, and it is a regime, has done everything possible to suppress, and they're proud of it, to suppress anything to do with natural or fossil fuel-based... Energy, One of the great gifts of God, or the dinosaurs, or both, to humanity. There would be no civilization, as we know it, without fossil fuels. They made it all possible. And the proof that they, that they are for control is the opposition to nuclear power. It's as simple as that. You don't want carbon-based fuel or carbon-emitting fuel? Okay, that's fine. Then use nuclear power. But they're opposed to that too. There is a romantic streak which is very dangerous in making policy. The romantic streak is that we will get all our power from the wind and the sun But when it's not windy and not sunny, it's a problem. I don't know what this woman is going to do. But you have to understand something for the left. Small business is at best irrelevant and at worst annoying. It's harder to control small businesses than big businesses. During the lockdowns in Los Angeles, I twice went and gave speeches at restaurants that dared be open. It was a beautiful thing to see, but only possible with a small business owner. 1-8 Prager 776. The, uh, the, the damage being done by the left. God, I read to you earlier this week what is being done at the Metropolitan Museum of Art, the destruction in the name of anti-racism, the perversion of an anti-slavery sculpture into a white supremacist sculpture. The, The medical schools, what they are doing. I'd like to introduce you to Monorail, America's investment app that takes you from where you are to where you want to be. Monorail is an investment and savings app that is made for patriots by patriots. doesn't matter whether you're an Apple fan or if you prefer Android, Monorail is available in both environments and online at monorail.com. Monorail is safer for users with bank-level encryption and biometrics. Your money is protected with Monorail through Securities Investor Protection Corporation and the FDIC. No matter how you engage with Monorail, you're getting the security and safety that you need. Whether you're adding funds to your investment account, looking to buy a stock, or putting money aside for future purchases. With Monorail, you can put your money where it matters and utilize the economic power that built this country. Don't go somewhere else to trade stocks. Monorail gives you the freedom to purchase whole or fractional shares in companies you believe in. It only takes five minutes to download the app and set up. Join the pro-America money movement. Join Monorail. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here. I'd like to... Okay, a lot of you are calling to say it's not dinosaurs. Okay, it's not dinosaurs. I have no axe to grind. (laughs) That fossil fuel that the fossils referred to in fossil fuel are dinosaur or fossils. Uh, and I love being corrected. I, I give you my word. I love it because if I'm not corrected, that means I replicate an error another time. I never want to do that. So uh, it's uh, the one caller says, it's single-celled marine organisms. Of course, the point of my monologue was not... Uh, that it's dinosaurs. The point was that whether it's God or nature, uh, we have been gifted fossil fuel without which we could not have built civilization. If you're following what's happening in the small city in Ohio, you're certainly not in the mainstream media where It is as unreported as the Columbia Journalism Review massive description of fraud on the Washington Post, in the Washington Post and New York Times about the Russian collusion story. It is very important to understand that the left not only censors speech, obviously, or, or give you its own agenda but it deprives its readers of anything that might undo their narrative. If there has been an administration as incompetent as this one in America, in its history, I am not aware of it. Incompetence is the nicest charge one can level at these people they they are behind the desire to do damage i have a very a very important item that i will have to dig up right now and this is uh this is quite remarkable how the washington post uh, it was the washington post it has an article on the rules that are being passed, the laws being passed in Republican-controlled states against children having drag queen story hours. So I want you to hear how the Washington Post describes drag queen story hours in its article about drag queen story hours. It's the one sentence in the middle of the article. Drag Queen Story Hours aim to teach children gender diversity and acceptance through book readings and shows. The sanitizing of a sick, sick, perverse act in front of children. The sanitizing on the left. Every day that I broadcast, I bring to you more damage to society done by the left. It is a sick world, the left. The Washington Post and the New York Times are the most distinguished representatives of the sickness. Again, the description. This is not, a, not an editorial. This is not an opinion piece. It's a news column. The Drag Queen Story Hours aim to teach children gender diversity and acceptance through book readings and shows. Guys stripping their clothing while wearing women's clothing in front of five-year-olds. That's what it is, folks. That's sick. It is child abuse, supported by the Washington Post and every left-wing organ in America. Okay? That's what it is. They're proud of it. They are proud of it. That's That's how sick they are. They're fighting for gender diversity. What is gender diversity? Gender diversity means there's no such thing as gender. It's all made up by individuals and society. That's what it means. I said this years, decades ago. Remember the argument for same-sex marriage? To change the definition of marriage for the first time in recorded history? The argument was gender doesn't matter. Love is love. And I said, Gender doesn't matter? Oh, that is more than a slippery slope. That is falling off a cliff and dying. And that's exactly what happened. We're falling off a cliff and dying. Gender doesn't matter. That was the motto of the movement for same sex marriage. Love. Love is listed in my Bible commentary, the the rational Bible, as one of the false gods of the modern age. When I analyze the commandment in the Ten Commandments do not have other gods, I give a whole list, both in Deuteronomy and in Exodus, where the Ten Commandments appear. There are a lot of false gods. Love is one of them. The amount of evil done in the name of love is quite extensive. You know how many Germans loved Hitler? Do you know how many Russians loved Stalin? you know how many Chinese loved Mao? Love, when disembodied from good and evil, right and wrong, decent and indecent, is not a very good guide to a good world. We have been love bombed and we are watching the consequences. Yeah, that and the idea that somebody developed in the early 20th century of unconditional love. Really, no matter how much evil you do, I love you. Strange notion. The best-selling Eden Pure Thunderstorm Air Purifier uses proven Oxy technology that quickly destroys viruses, odors, mold, and so much more. With over 265,000 units already sold, you know it works. Works in my house. Any smell will vanish after just a few seconds with the thunderstorm being on. Odors from litter boxes, trash cans, cigarette smoke, dirty diapers, and more are no match. Best of all, no filters are needed. Saves you money and effort. Right now, you can save $200 on an Eden Pure Thunderstorm 3-pack for whole home protection. You'll get three units for under $200. Put one in your basement, bedroom, family room, kitchen, or anywhere you need clean, fresh air. The thunderstorm is nearly silent and takes up no floor space. It plugs directly into your wall. Don't breathe dirty air again. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Put in discount code Prager3 to save $200. That's EdenPureDeals.com. Discount code Prager3. Shipping is free. You know what, one of my biggest problems in in doing my show is the example after example after example, the real life examples I give to you of the damage that is being done by the left in every major institution in the country, and I know you don't remember them. And I'll tell you how I know you don't remember them, because I don't remember them. There are so many I'm looking through my list of, of of papers that I print out. I print out a lot of uh, articles I print them out in word format for myself mark them up. I have a great method of doing this it I really have it down to a science. I'm even proud of it <sighs> I'm, i so here's what I didn't throw out and i it's it's painful because I wish people could remember, and then realize what damage you do if you support the left through voting or whatever else you do, that at at the largest math convention just last month, an education professor got up and said that math is a white, cis-heteropatriarchal space. Now, do you remember my saying that? Yeah, yeah. But you, you, you wouldn't remember it no, if no, I, no. I jogged your memory, yes. as I did mine. I remember it now. Yeah. And, and examples are everything, because if, if you don't have examples, you you don't have a case. I'm all for generalizations, but you have to provide examples. The idea that math is racist... Or that anti-slavery art is really a white supremacist art, as the Metropolitan Museum of Art of New York has now declared? What do you do with this? It's a very, it's it's the most frequent comment to me by strangers. Well, it's not true. It's not the most frequent. It's one of the most frequent. When strangers meet me, which is every day that I step out of my house, which is basically every day, the most common thing, to be honest, is thank you. And that's actually very moving to me. And it gives me a lot of the energy to fight every day. I'm a spokesman for many, many millions of people. who see a flawed but great country ruined. And there are no answers to us, there's only smear. If you say there's only one national anthem in the country, as many people did when the NFL, which is just another coward universe, The the, the people don't believe it, you know, end racism in the end zone, right? I went to a Dallas Cowboys game in Dallas uh, this past season. Even they had to, uh, the NFL, I, I guess, demands it, end racism. If we ended racism, it would be the end of the left, because the left is the source of the greatest amount of racism in the country hatred of whites for being whites. It is as pure a form of racism as any we have had since the end of slavery. Obviously, slavery was more intense. No question about that, but that's a long time ago. What? When did the subject arise? Oh, yes, I was speaking to a person... Actually, I was speaking to Ami Horowitz, I could tell you who I was speaking to, who makes these fantastic videos, really unique videos, that are enlightening. Like when he went to gays in San Francisco and asked them about uh, whether they support Israel, and uh, virtually all of them were anti-Israel. And then he brought went back to them after uh, visiting Israel and the, and the Palestinian uh, areas, and noted what was done to gays in uh, in the Palestinian world, and what was done to gays in the Jewish Israeli world, and that the, uh, in, in the first case th- they were hurt badly, and in the second case they had gay pride festivals, and they all changed their mind. Anyway, I'll tell you what he said about race when we come back. This is the Male-Female Hour on the Dennis Prager Show. I think it's most honest talk about men and women in the American media. There are many reasons for that. A, I am not shy about any subject. Got that trait from my dad. He would talk about sex with the same ease he would talk about religion. Two of his favorite subjects and two of mine. Also, I note... Most weeks, I am not a man fan or a woman fan. I am a good person fan, and I don't care which sex you are. I actually believe, I don't believe, I know there are two sexes. Period. End of issue. Period. Full stop, as the Brits would say. Article in the New York Times, I believe uh, yesterday... Have more sex, please. That was the article, but I'm not going to be talking about having more sex. The article was written by a woman who is a writer and who says people are having less sex than ever in American, modern American history, which may well be the case. And it's, while she acknowledges it's not the cure for loneliness, that it can help. Uh, a great deal because it forms bonds or whatever reason. Anyway, that was the article. I'm not discussing the article. I'm discussing the comments. Last uh, time I looked, there were more than 1,700 comments. Remember, to comment, you have to be a New York Times subscriber. That's a lot of people to comment on an article. Some comment twice. So let's say there were, I don't know, 1,200 comments a lot. It is a lot. And I believe it is about as honest a look into at least half of the country as you can get reading comments on articles in the New York Times. Because virtually every reader is either liberal or left, and it gives you a really good insight into their thinking. I did. I, I wrote an article, a column last year or two years ago, I don't remember which, I think last year, on the issue of do people want grandchildren? The answer is overwhelmingly yes if they have children, but not if their child decides not to bring into the world a child because of global warming. And all these people writing in the New York Times, as much as I ache for a grandchild, I support my daughter's, or son's, usually daughter's, decision not to have children because of the existential threat to life and because children increase carbon emissions. That is how sick the world of the New York Times readership is. You really have to be sick to think your daughter made a right decision not to have a child because of climate change. In their hearts, I don't think they believe it, but a whole three generations of I will always go along with my child has been the dominant philosophy. Anyway... I'm going to read to you some of the comments by New York Times subscribers after the article. Uh, Obviously, presumably people read the article. I presume they did. I did. And then they comment. The point that I am going to make with the comments that I read to you is that if they are reflective of what is going on between men and women especially with the younger generation, let's say under 30, the these, it is probably the worst relations between men and women in American history. Not probably. I am certain of that. Another man-made problem, bigger than man-made climate change, is man-made social change. And when it is left-wing social change, which is what most social change is, It is devastating to the human condition. The contempt for men that uh, was written by a lot of the female subscribers to the New York Times is palpable. I will read those to you. And the, uh, the comments of men, I will read to you as well. Let me begin with the women. So this is a woman writer of... In Oregon, I know plenty of women who aren't having sex, and they are not lonely. They have strong friend networks, hobbies, interests, and good jobs. They aren't dating because they have given up on men. After repeated experiences with guys who are unwilling to be considerate, equal partners, these quote-unquote lonely men seem to believe they deserve a woman who will do all the cooking, cleaning, emotional labor, bring home an income, and supply sex on demand, while they themselves spend their free time playing video games. No self-respecting woman wants to be the mommy of a guy who is unwilling to take on the basic responsibilities of adult life. So, my question to you is, does this resonate with you? That the... uh, the, the generalized description of men who are single, at least, that they are unwilling to be considerate equal partners and believe that they deserve a woman who will do all the cooking, cleaning, emotional labor, bring home an income and supply sex on demand while they spend their free time playing video games. Is that a somewhat or fully accurate description of a lot of the men out there. That's my first question. One eight Prager seven seven six eight seven seven two four three triple seven six. I will say that there is a one. There is one pattern that I discerned. I always look for patterns in female responses to this article in the New York Times, and that is we can't find men who want to be equal partners. And they will do half the cooking, half the house cleaning, if there is a child, half the diapering, et cetera, et cetera. The, the notion of equal partnering in marriage or living together situations uh, has been, in my opinion, one of the most devastating of the many feminist ideas that have been devastating. Most men do not want to do half. And you can say, well, it shows you how men have been corrupted by the patriarchal society, that is the feminist and leftist and even liberal response. Or you can say it doesn't accord with most men's nature to do half the vacuuming, half the cooking, half the diapering, half of everything. Maybe, maybe, look, there are times, obviously there are cases where men are doing this. I, I don't wish them ill in any way, shape, or form. But it does not, I don't think it's a manifestation of patriarchal sexism because it is probably true in virtually every society. If there was ever a division of labor, it was in primitive societies. If you go to New Guinea or Fiji and see Aboriginal life, nobody's sharing work. 1-8 Prager 776. Next comment from a woman named Emma. If your choice is meeting friends for dinner slash going to yoga class slash playing in a tennis league slash taking an art class or going home to a mess you didn't make and a man who will nag you to touch his you-know-what which he probably didn't even wash, who in their right mind would choose the latter? (laughs) I'll comment on that. My friends, a food shortage could be coming. I can't believe I'm saying this, but it's true. So survival food is important. Create your own stockpile of the best-selling For Patriots Survival Food Kits. It's not ordinary food. We're talking good for 25 years, super survival food. Hand-packed, right in a family-owned facility in the USA, giving jobs to over 200 Americans. The kits are compact, sturdy, water-resistant, and stack easily. They have different delicious breakfasts, lunches, dinners. You can make these meals in less than 20 minutes. Just add boiling water, simmer, and serve. Right now, you can go to 4Patriots, that's the number 4, 4Patriots.com. Use the code Prager to get 10% off your first purchase on anything in the store. You get their famous year-long guarantee after your order and free shipping on orders over $97. Just go to 4Patriots.com to get 10% off with the code Prager. For the number four, patriots.com, code Prager.
0: Been getting used to
1: waking. I am talking to you on this male-female hour about responses in the New York Times to a piece about, by a woman encouraging people to have more sex because they're so lonely. And the, I'm not talking about her piece, I'm talking about the comments to the piece. The contempt for men that many of the women write in—these are New York Times readers—is uh, uh, is quite remarkable and worthy, meaning worthy of remark. Now, interesting—the uh, there was a great call, and the person hung up. If you could get in, it would be great. About son and daughter-in-law. Which, which exactly echoes what is written. I want to read the last one to you. It's a short one. If your choice is meeting friends for a dinner or going to a yoga class or playing in a tennis league or taking an art class or going home to a mess you didn't make and a man who will nag you to touch his you-know-what, which he probably didn't even wash, who in their right mind would choose the latter? i wonder if my parents generation women had as much contempt for men as so many uh at least certainly on the liberal left side of the spectrum have i wonder if conservative women have as much contempt for men as women do left of center if i if any such poll could be taken and they rarely take important polls. That would be an important one. In, in in general, what is your view of men? Positive up to 10, negative down to 1. I don't think there's a question. This, these are New York Times readers. I mean, the way she described a man there, whew. all right, pretty vivid, wasn't it? Okay, here's another one. This is from the here and now, another woman. I'm only just turned 50. Your comment loosely reminded me, this is to Emma, the one I just read. This is a response to Emma. Your comment loosely reminded me of a dinner I had decades ago with a small circle of longtime friends. I'm the youngest and the only unmarried one of the group. All of them have been with the same men since they were 17. When I asked them over a slightly tipsy dinner, if heaven forfend something happened to their husbands, would they marry again? All three said together resoundingly and unequivocally NO, which is in caps. They hastened to say that they loved their husbands, but once was enough. They seemed unfazed by their collection admission, I assume collective admission, and continued talking. I was aghast and never forgot that moment. With age experience and observation, I now get it. Singlehood has been a gift, and friend networks are great. They don't ask you to float them financially. They don't saddle you with their responsibilities or make messes. And definitely don't ask you to touch their you-know-what. And they wash. Friends for the win. Much better to have female friends than get married to a man. They're cleaner, among other assets, to be found in a woman. Again, the the theme of so many of these comments of New York Times subscribers by women is contempt for men. They are, after all, New York Times readers. That is what I would expect. And let's see here. Then I'm going to read to you male responses. Yeah, the the rest I have here are male responses. But uh, in the meantime, I'm going to go uh, to your... Uh, your call's here. Dave in Issaquah, Washington. Hello. Issaquah. Issaquah, right? I,
2: I, I love this angle because people are condemned by their own words. Hmm. You, you don't need to guess. Right. But
1: that, That's a <laughs> but, good point. That's right. But,
2: but I know from being married for many years and, um, that when women say equal, they really mean you do you have to do at least half, and I get to criticize that and tell you you did it wrong. <laughs> and you can't say, you know, well, I cook well, so i'll do I'll do all the cooking because we both know I'm a better cook It's kind of like, well, people don't really women don't really want equality they want to be in charge of. Everything possible,
1: right? But they're not happy if they're in charge of everything possible in general, uh, and it's it's a no win situation, which is exactly what women are now entering. Well, when I read to you the mail, so some of the male comments to this article, uh, if there's truth to to those, uh, the this next generation of men and women are not going to bury, and, and they're not actually. What is it by, what did I just read? By 2030, 45% of women w- will be single in the country, the largest percentage in American history. Completely a function, completely, of, of left-wing ideology. You would think that ideology could not trump human nature. Boy, is that untrue. Women are born to protect children's innocence, and left-wing women are now overwhelmingly disproportionately involved in robbing children of sexual innocence. Ideology trumps nature. That's been a revelation to me. Among many others, Male-Female Hour, Dennis Prager Show. Hi everybody, Dennis Prager here. I could spend all of my shows talking about mass shootings in the United States. That's how many there are. And the the truly uh, remarkable reaction is, it's guns. I see. It's not that there are An increasing number of Americans who have no conscience, call them crazy, call them whatever you like, but we can all agree that their conscience doesn't function properly. By the way, vast numbers of people's consciences don't. Conscience, for most people, is a euphemism for feelings. I wrote a very important piece on the the conscience. How reliable is the conscience? It's one of my columns. I wish you would read my column every week. I explore life in print that way. You can easily see it at com, townhall dot com, then goes to American Greatness, Daily Wire, Jewish Press, m- many places. But you can subscribe at my website, that is dot com. You can just get it each week. And I wrote about the weakness of the conscience. The ubiquity of guns is obviously a factor, but there's no way to stop the ubiquity of guns. It's, they're, they're out there. And unless we use the United States Armed Forces to invade Americans to confiscate them, which would create a civil war, uh, there, is no, there is no way to undo that. It, they're out there. The crisis in this country is not guns. The crisis in this country is values. The left has destroyed every institution that, has, that helped create a good society. The nuclear family is, what is it, heteronormative and therefore con- contemptible. The university is not there to teach. The, the high school is not there to teach. The elementary school is not there to teach. They have destroyed the schools. They have destroyed religion. What is left? Nothing. And since uh, the human being uh, is a morally weak creature by by natural tendency, you you are going to have more and more awful things happening. The Philadelphia Eagles lose the Super Bowl, and they have uh, some crazed people in Philadelphia tearing down things. As a result, I was in Philadelphia by sheer coincidence many years ago when the Philadelphia Phillies, the day after they won, I think it was the World Series, maybe it was the pennant, I don't remember which, and it took a long time for my bus to get one block to the hotel. We were on a chartered bus with fellow companions uh, in the in the radio world, because there were so many people demonstrating and tearing things down and burning things and so on. 2020 announced the left wing announced in the United States it is okay to destroy. That was the announcement, and it, it has worked. Depends who you are, of course, if you are a white conservative you stay home. But if you are left wing, you can destroy with impunity. In fact, if you have the right color, you can even rob with impunity. $900 of stuff from a store is just a misdemeanor. So have have a nice day. Go into a store and rob, which is exactly what's happening. When I was in New York recently, I was in a drugstore in midtown Manhattan, and the shampoo was locked up. It's very depressing. In the year 2023, to see shampoos behind lock and key. So we have another shooting. It's the breakdown. It's not the guns. We had plenty of guns in the past and far fewer murders, let alone mass murders. So it can't be guns. It has to be what the left has destroyed, but they don't want you to focus on that. They want you to focus on guns. I have a piece here from the College Fix. It reports on what happens at colleges. It's very reliable. And the... I th- I couldn't believe the headline. But here it goes. Whites should put coats on ground for blacks to walk over, says Yale Student Government. In support of Black History Month, the Yale Student Government sent out an email with suggestions on how people of non-people of color, that's the way they're putting it, non-people of color can contribute to, quote, black joy. Hmm. Yep. Black joy. The Yale College Council's first tip is to, quote, politely, unquote, allow black students to jump ahead of you when lining up in the dining hall, when the lines are too long. Wow. The damage being done, at, well, Yale is a cesspool. Yale is it competes with University of Pennsylvania as the worst of the most damaging, sickest Ivy League colleges. But it's a very strong competition. Princeton's in there. Columbia's in there. And But Yale, Yale I, I, I do suspect, is, is the worst. If your kid goes to Yale, the odds are he or she will graduate from Yale a fool. Probably a mean fool, but not necessarily. So the Yale College Council says you should allow black students to jump ahead of you when lines at the dining hall are too long. Now, needless to say, if I were black, I would refuse any such offer just for my own dignity. And I wonder, well, I don't know if anybody's actually offered it. Here's another one. This is actually a suggestion from the Yale College Council. Taking off your coat and placing it over a sidewalk puddle so, quote, your black friends can walk with ease. Now, let me understand something. If you did this for a woman, you would be regarded as sexist. But if you do this for a black, you are not considered racist. The third asked for support of black-owned businesses in Yale's hometown of New Haven. According to the Daily Caller, the email also asked students to sign a petition in support of, quote, inclusive health care. Unquote. It demands the Yale Health Center Pharmacy offer, quote, free abortion pills, pregnancy tests, and PEP, and a medication for possible HIV exposure. The College Fix asked the Yale College Council for comment about the email which was first brought to light by the Daily Callers, Chrissy Clark, on Twitter, It did not respond. I'm clicking on the clitter, clitter, on the, on the tweet of the Yale College Council. This isn't satire, says Chrissy Clark. (laughs) Exactly. Wow. That's really remarkable. Although somebody responds, why do you say it is not satire? It sounds like satire and a good one. That's a very interesting point. It wasn't satire, however. Because that would be considered racist. It would be because it would be mocking blacks if it was satire. Well, as I have said so often, things are so good that Leftists need a way to find meaning. Fighting racism, which is so, such a minimal thing in America, is one of them. Saving the world from climate change is another. Locking down schools is another. All of them. Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell, with my pillow is launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. For my listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free offer with promo code Prager. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money back guarantee. Just go to mypillow.com and click on the Radio Listener's Square to the buy one get one free offer. Enter promo code PRAGER or call 800-761-6302 to get your MyPillow 2.0 now. Hi, everybody. You're listening to the Dennis Prager Show. Now, do we have uh, our guest on? No, we don't. Okay, that's fine. So so I am uh, looking further down. There's an update on the Yale College Council. Three days after the College Fixes inquiry, the Yale College Council responded by pointing to a newsletter on its website. This message claims the suggestions noted in its email were intended, quote, to bring attention to forms of black humor that often circulate during Black History Month. References included actress, comedian, Issa Rae, and popular satirical videos. The Yale's College Council points out, however, it is, quote, cognizant that students come from different backgrounds, unquote, and they may not have picked up on the humor. It also says any email sent by its organization, quote, is not intended to be instructional. So, this is a very strange thing. If it was meant as satire... And right now, I am completely agnostic. I have no idea if it was meant to satire or meant seriously. But if it was meant to satire, it is a mockery of, of Black History Month. It is a mockery of all those whites who want to change rules for blacks, which is every white leftist. So it's hard for me to imagine that anything officially affiliated with Yale would mock anything woke, especially in the racial realm. So I have no idea if it was satire or not, and if it was satire, doesn't it make fun of the, of the special efforts made by the left on behalf of or allegedly on behalf of blacks. Here, here is the larger issue. The fact that I don't have any idea whether it was satire or not. I'm inclined to think now that it is, but it's hard to believe since this is not something they would be satirical of with, in, in, uh, with regard to the left. But the fact that I took it seriously... And so did the college fix, is because it is impossible to know any longer, when it comes to the left, what is satire and what is real. One would have thought that menstruating men was satire, right? It is not satire. They they put up, what are, what what are they called? What was it called? Feminine hygiene feminine hygiene products in men's rooms at woke places like universities just a few years ago, and I could prove it when I was on Bill Maher's show just a few years ago, right before the lockdowns, in fact, 2019 in the fall, and I said that people on the left say men menstruate. He laughed at me. It's gone viral. Millions of people have watched this. And this is not an attack on Bill Maher, for whom I have some admiration, in fact. He has the courage to attack the left as a liberal. But I, I remind people of this because of the speed with which idiocies can become normative. Men Menstruate was laughed at by Bill Maher and his whole audience when I said the left says that. Because they didn't yet hear about it. Now, they would not laugh. They would laugh at someone who denied that men menstruate. These are giant left-wing lies. Wait, we're talking about degrees. To say that men can menstruate is a lie. And that is now, that is what is said. Yeah, wait, 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 wait. Where did that I, I never you it. You never heard it. Well, okay, check it out, folks. They all laughed at me. By the way, for the record, I gained strength from that laughter. Because I don't take it personally. It means nothing to me. The fact that his whole audience and he were laughing at the idea that men menstruate, laughing at me for saying the left says it, was such a service to the cause of the herd. His audience is a herd. The whole left is a herd. They laugh on Monday at men menstruate, and by next Wednesday they laugh at anyone who denies that men menstruate. The issue is not what do people believe, it is how cowardly can they act, and the answer is there is no limit. The human is made to be a sheep, not a shepherd. And the human being is made to be a sheep, not an outlier. And all the good, as I repeat regularly now, all good is done by outliers. Not every outlier does good. That should go without saying. There's an article in the Wall Street Journal about the ease with which people can get marijuana these days in places like New York City. And others, the legalization of marijuana. Here's another thing that I was, unfortunately, quite ahead of the curve. So much so, that even my conservative listeners didn't agree with me when I said it. I would much prefer that my child, my teenage child, smoked cigarettes than smoked a joint. It was fascinating to me. How many conservatives disagreed with me? How many religious conservatives? Health uber That's That's when I coined the term. Health above all. It's okay if your child plays with his brain. But it's not okay if your child risks lung cancer 50 years from then. All right. That's the way people think. They're doing everything they can to stop teenagers from vaping. What is the age you can get marijuana, 18 or 21? Do you know? Do you know, Sean? I'll have to look it up, obviously. Well, in New York, that's that's what I was referring to. Yes. I even asked about your pilot. Would you rather your pilot have a martini or a joint? I'll take I'll take the martini. Well, people don't think clearly 21 in New York yeah okay. How many people wait till they're 21? but that's another subject. We'll return in a moment.
2: Hi everybody, I'm Dennis Prager,
1: and I have a January 6th prisoner at a D.C. jail, Peter Schwartz, on, and I'm going to speak to him now. Just quickly, I want you to know that with great sadness, I say that for the first time in my life. I don't believe, I know, that we have political prisoners in this country, many of them. All right, Peter Schwartz, I'm Dennis Prager. Thank you for uh, getting in touch with me.
3: Absolutely. Thank you, Dennis. Uh, I'm a fan. Uh, many, many times over the years when I'm trying to explain stuff to people, I'm just like, hey, here's this Prager PragerU video. Let's <laughs> watch this. Yeah, <laughs> You've really helped my life in that way. Well, I'd uh, like Thank you very much. Well, thank you're welcome. Thanks, thanks. For, thanks for having me.
1: Is it difficult, um, is it difficult to uh, to speak from the prison, from the jail?
3: Um, at this point, not really. Uh, here in D.C., I mean, you know, we can use the phone pretty much at will. I mean, it's only a 15-minute call, so I was I was wanting to call back for a second one right after this. I have quite a bit to say that I really would like to tell you. I'm glad the chance to tell you and your audience, but... Uh, there's, there's a lot of stuff here that I really wanted to cover. And uh, I guess just to start it off, just to let people know who I am and whatnot, uh, I'm a 49-year-old traveling welder. I live in Kentucky. And uh, on January 6, 2021, I, it was my first Trump speech, and that was what I was there for was the Trump speech. I wasn't aware of a protest. Uh, I, I traveled for work, so it just happened that I was – close to dc at that time i was working in pennsylvania and so my wife and i went to watch trump speech and uh not in any groups i'm just a regular guy and uh, my wife was left me since this because of this i mean it's been very hard she got diagnosed with breast cancer and uh she couldn't do it alone and i'm in here so we uh we stayed for the whole trump speech and uh we, like most people, believed that Trump had an ace up his sleeve and that he was going to stop the stolen election. And so I think most people that were there in support of Trump did stay until the very end of, the, of his speech. And we didn't know that half an hour, 45 minutes before that, there were agitators who were not interested in his speech, tearing down uh, trespassing signs, removing barriers, and uh, agitating the police, and laying a trap for us, essentially. And um, so, uh, there's a lot of it's finally got a lot of attention. People uh, are talking about things that happen here in jail and conditions like that. And uh, I don't, I have an unpopular opinion here because I don't care about those things. I call those red herring issues because that's fanning the smoke when there's an actual fire. I, I think the only issues that we have right now is because there is political prisoners being held here in our own country, our only issues are due process, innocence, and the government entrapment. And uh, all the conditions about jail and stuff is really not important to me because if I was home where innocent people belong, then... So, like even some of the people who have advocated for us, I appreciate the sentiment... But I feel like it's just a distraction from getting this out for real. We have um, well, there's a lot of issues that have already been proven. And uh, the definition of entrapment is basically whose mind did the crime occurred in first. And so there's a lot of proofs of this that could exonerate us right now. But it's actually the Republican... Mm-hmm
1: releasing this information wait, 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 I, 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 your line broke up for a moment is actually the Republican and then it, bro- oh. it died continue
3: okay uh, we have problems with these phone lines I apologize uh, we have proof of Chalupa who is the chairperson of the DNC flying in Ukrainian Nazi agitators I believe Azog is the brigade they call them and uh they have the airline tickets. They have the proof on that. I mean, that's undisputed stuff. Uh, we also have, you know, the Twitter files. We have Nancy Pelosi's texts and emails where her and the Sergeant of Arms plan to intentionally reduce security. In uh, Enrique Tario, the Proud Boy guy's case, it's going on. It came out that the government passed a document to help entrap him. And, uh, and a, similar, a similar thing with my own personal case. Uh, I was charged and convicted of uh, four counts of assault, and they have zero victims because I actually did not assault anybody. And
1: uh, all right, can you can you hold on uh, and we continue? I must I must uh, take a break for a moment. Yes, sir. Okay, yes, thank sir. you, thank you. This is important. You stay by my side. You you kept on the. I'm speaking to a prisoner to in prison. This, this DC jail. This happened January 6th. Now more than two years ago. And in the United States of America, where the left is in control, people who uh, commit homicide are let out on bail. People who mass rob stores of nine hundred dollars. They, they get a misdemeanor charge, but many people who set foot in the Capitol January sixth of twenty twenty one are still languishing in a prison. One of them is Peter Schwartz, and uh, he is the second one that I've had on the show. You say that your conditions at the prison are are not your biggest concern. What is your biggest concern? The, uh, the entrapment. I,
3: I have three. I've, absolutely. The, the entrapment, my actual innocence, and the due process they, they uh, violated to get to a guilty verdict. I've been to trial already. And uh, I guess I'll just briefly summarize. You know, when I went to that, to Trump's speech, he said, we're going to march down to the Capitol. We walked down. We walked up. We never came to a police barrier. We never saw a trespassing sign. We were on the, the side that was the most heavily attacked on the northern end of the west side and we just started getting shot with mace and sting balls. We didn't know, we were far enough away from where the police were that we didn't know if something was really happening up there or not. We know we were getting shot and then at some point all this CS gas was behind us and then the cops opened up the line and people were trying to get away from the CS gas. So my wife was shot in the leg with a sting ball. It left a welt the size of her thigh. We were maced in the face more than 14 times and, after twenty minutes of being assaulted, you have it the meaning and uh we tried to keep the cops off of us. I never went inside the building. We walked up to the tunnel, we saw what was going on i had i never contacted, never spoke to a cop nothing i, I did it give me the one minute warning? Yes, they did i will uh okay i will uh I would like to call right back.
1: Well, what I can do is I can have a Part 2 of, uh, with you if that's possible on another day. Is that is that doable?
3: Yes, that would be great. I,
1: would be great. I, I, in the meantime, do you want people to go to a website or anything affiliated with you?
3: I have a Give, Send, Go, and it's givesandgo.com, G276B. That's capital G, 276B. They can help me if they choose. But I would really like people to stand up to the Congress, and that's what I want them to do, is say that you could let these people go, show the evidence of entrapment, and get them released. That's my... Right. Thank you
1: for using Global Tell Okay, well, that was, that was pretty clear. All right. In the case of John Ellis, right, that's his name, John Ellis? Nellis. It's Nellis. Mellis, that's right, John Mellis, yeah. He hasn't even been accused of anything. He's just languishing in prison. By the way, the conditions, even though it was not of concern to Peter Schwartz, at least that it be our concern, it is my concern, the horrible, sadistic treatment they receive in the D.C. jail makes me ashamed as an American. Difficult words for me to say since my whole life have been proud to be an American. The left has undone that. I'm still proud to be an American when I think of all that America has been through its history, but what it is becoming today is very, very, uh, tr- uh, very troubling. I have somebody on now who's doing something about it. Did you guys uh, put? The, did, did there's a? Uh, go, go
0: American Commitment President Phil
1: Kirpin is President of American Commitment, and you uh, you have a long record of helping this country. What are you doing now with American Commitment?
4: Well, Dennis, we've got a lot of projects uh, going, and people go to American org, they can see them. We're still trying to get rid of uh, the remaining. Uh, residual COVID mandates, uh, particularly as it relates to the uh, vaccine mandates for healthcare workers and for foreign travelers coming to the United States. Uh, We are trying to uh, support Republicans on the debt ceiling fight to actually get some spending limitation uh, as opposed to this media myth and Democrat myth that the problem is the ceiling as opposed to the debt. And of course, uh, our major ongoing project for the last couple of years, we're trying to expose the way that AARP now functions as essentially a corrupt arm of the health insurance industry and the Democratic Party. And they now make over a billion dollars a year in corporate royalties, uh, almost all of that from their relationship with United Health. And uh, they advocate very aggressively on legislation, including the ridiculously misnamed Inflation Reduction Act that they did events all over the country promoting last year uh, and, of course, uh, supporting Democrats. And so those are kind of the major projects we've got going. Everything is on AmericanCommitment.org.
1: God, what you just said about AARP, did you say a billion dollars in profit?
4: A billion in corporate royalty revenue. Uh, The profit was about, they did about $2 billion total revenue last year and they had about a 20% profit margin. So uh, they had about $400 million that they booked as sort of retained earnings. They can't call it profit because they're a nonprofit, uh, but they're a very profitable nonprofit. They've got a lot of very highly compensated employees and they've built really a money machine. Uh, the membership dues are about $200 million a year, which is a lot of money by itself in the nonprofit world, of course. But then they now have these corporate deals that really dwarf that. And uh, one thing that people may not realize, whenever you buy an AARP branded insurance product, uh, the most of them being health insurance products from United Health. They get five percent off the top of that. Uh, they call it a uh, royalty rather than a commission, so they don't have to be registered. as All right, you're, you're fighting this. States, where,
1: where should people go?
4: Americancommitment.org, dot uh, and and also we have our, our uh, specific project site on the ARP project is uh, is org. But you can get to it from the main site also. And all, right, all right. All right. Hold on. This is very
1: important all stuff. Everybody. President of American Commitment is Phil Kirpin, a lifelong fighting for this country. The it's AmericanCommitment.org or .com.
4: Uh the it's.org but if you type in .com it'll forward you over so either way works.
1: Oh, you're good. And the one well, the one for seniors will get you to the same place so I don't want to confuse people. Is that all right unless you want to give the seniors one as well?
4: Uh, you know, if you just go to the main American Commitment site, there's a slider that rotates at the top, and it'll link you to the seniors page. Good. Uh, so you can just go to the main page.
1: So in a nutshell, because this is my final segment of the show, uh, AARP is nonprofit, uh, theoretically, correct? So, so yeah, that, that's are, are right. they, Are they? to your best of your knowledge, are they giving money or, or to Demo- the Democratic Party?
4: Well, I don't think they're making uh, direct contributions. But, you know, they had 71 events last year around their promotion of the so-called Inflation Reduction Act. And these are, you know, all-out events with a big press push and all of that kind of stuff. They were sort of campaign, campaign events in all but name to promote those right. uh, politicians. And of the 71 uh, members of Congress that they gave that treatment to, 70 were Democrats. And so I think that uh, sort of the way they function... <laughs> Is, right. is pretty heavily tilted towards uh that's you know, their clear.
1: All right, folks, please go to uh there's a good fighter this man, really good. americancommitment.org or .com. And also, if you're a senior, please please uh leave AARP. Phil Kirpin, I'll speak to you again. Thank you for your work. My pleasure. Have a good one, Dennis. Yes, indeed. I am having a good one, believe it or not. Brick, New Jersey. Jeff, hello.
2: Hi, Dennis. It's uh
3: it's a pleasure. Thank you. Uh, I have uh numerous uh social media accounts about uh different topics with both uh black and white followers and uh I
2: uh
3: I um I used to uh, post historical posts to contribute to Black History Month until I noticed uh, most black followers mocking the participation of whites, uh, usually for the reason that whites can't even begin to understand black culture. So this leads me to believe that what you mentioned before is satire and participation by whites is in the hope for this type of mockery, you know, for, uh you know, for uh, blacks, so you know, that's uh, the reason for my call.
4: So, all right. Uh, well, thank you. It.
1: Okay, I, 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 it's something I should explore at a greater length. You can't understand our culture. Okay. Well, first of all, culture based on race is a, is a difficult subject. Okay. Do uh, do wealthy blacks in in Manhattan? Uh, have the same culture as blacks from Jamaica. I'll see you tomorrow. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com